0: This week on Erotic Awakening, BDSM for Introverts, touching Dawn's naughty bits and play jealousy.
1: We have handpicked some fun and erotic items including Dan and Dawn's Kingstarter cards and the intro to Vibe and bundled them together in a cost savings bundle. Support the podcast and get savings. Check it out at box.eroticawakening.com.
0: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. How are you this fine Sunday evening?
1: I'm doing pretty good. So, had a nice, chill, relaxing weekend and uh, ready to get back on the groove again. It's been two weeks since we podcasted. It has (laughs) been. We just
0: ran into somebody. uh, We just came from Tantra Share, Mm -hmm. and somebody was just saying, all right, listen to you guys on the podcast. And we're like, oh, we should should probably podcast. We should probably
1: podcast. And it's kind of funny. The space has just taken up all of our time, it seems like. So... You know, you'd think it'd be easy to grab a couple of minutes and throw out a podcast, but uh, once we get started talking, we talk for quite a while, if you haven't noticed. My biggest
0: (laughs) uh, challenge with the space is we haven't had a chance to set up the studio there yet.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, we do set up the mic there every now and then, but the actual studio is just... Last on the yeah, list.
0: Getting yep. back to our nice mixer and our old microphones mm-hmm. and the system we used to have. Now that this is the worst thing in the world, we do have a huge silver dildo in front of us. It
1: is. I love this microphone.
0: <laughs> so today on the podcast, we have, uh, we're have we going to be talking about BDSM for introverts, as well as some more of those sexy sex questions that most of these seem to involve touching you.
1: Ooh.
0: But we are going to start off with a question of the day that goes like this, Dawn for people that are, now you and I do not identify as the monogamous, but for those monogamous people that still involve play with other people, how do you get over jealousy of them playing with other people? Mm-hmm. Specifically, this question comes from a, somebody who says master plays sexually with others, not genital or oral sex, just touching how do I get over that jealousy of sexual play?
1: Right. And they specifically say that they do not play with other people. It's just master that plays with other people. So, um, you know, I got a feeling they're just going to have to do the self-work on that one. If this is a relationship and it's all consensual and this is gonna, the play is going to continue going on, you're going to have to do the work and to create some tools to get over the jealousy. So, I mean, even in a poly relationship, there was times at the beginning that I got over, I got jealous over people that you played with. Right. So for me, it was the, um, having to get over the, what about me moments. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where the tools come into play. So are you journaling? Are you, do you have a support network? Are you talking with right. your master about these jealousy issues? You know, there might be some things that he could do to help you out. One of the, uh, aspects that I like what you were
0: saying about. We're actually teaching kind of a, a, a three-hour intensive at the space on August 6th about this and the entire idea around how do I get over jealousy? How do I get mm-hmm. through this? And a lot of it is this understanding that the most important relationship you have is with yourself. Right. So what we're calling it is uh, polyamory, know thyself, breaking free of habitual patterns. Even though you're identifying as monogamous, you have a partner that's playing with other people and you're getting jealous. It's- and that's what this is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not going to tell you the whole three-hour three session, what we cover in that. But part of it is, like you said, knowing yourself. Part of it is, for me, the first thing I want to do is I recognize, why am I bothering with this? Why is it even an issue for me? Right. Why am I in a relationship where I am with a partner who can go touch other people? And if I can get to, especially with you and I, I get to the place philosophically I recognize we play with other people. It's a good thing. It increases the joy that we have in our life. You know, Mm -hmm. when you get to go play with more and more people, that's very joyful. Right. And I see that you, you seeing me play with other people brings me joy. And you get that compersion, that feeling of shared joy from that. So when we're in a balanced place, we start off with the foundation. Why do I even have a partner that plays with other people? Because it just increases their joy. Right. The only reason to resist them playing with other people is because of my fears, my jealousy, my insecurities, right? I'm a big fan of all jealousy is rooted at some spot in fear. It's an insecurity response, right? And so the real reason to how do I get over my jealousy becomes the first thing for me is why do I need to get over my jealousy? Well, I've put myself in a life where... My partner is going to play with other people. I've made that choice that I want to be in that life. Mm -hmm. I want to see them gain that joy. If your response is different from that, if it's because, well, they're my master, so I gotta, or I don't really like the fact that they play with other people, but I'm afraid they'll leave me if I speak up, your path is going to be a lot harder. You know, then it's instead of a healthy learning yourself, and learning why those things bother you, your only option becomes suck it up, right? And that's n- not the way to go.
1: Mm-mm.
0: You and I look at life from a perspective of we're on a timer, right. And this is why. I like it when you're off with other people when you, you know, I like it when you're with me, but you, you know we have busy lives, and other people bring you different play and different joys than I do. For example, you went to a wine tasting thing. I don't drink wine. Right. So it's great that you get to experience that with somebody else. Um, So having that understanding of the foundation is the first step. From there, like you said, it's addressing that what about me moment. What am I going to do about that? And and again, you and I have a whole three-hour thing coming up on this. Right, and
1: we teach it all the time. I mean, we actually teach a class called Eight Poly Tools, which turned into 16 poly tools. Just based on experience. And I know you're saying you're monogamous, but it's still some of the same stuff. I mean, the difference between monogamy and poly with some people is the actual physical intercourse. hmm Right? If your master is playing with someone and being intimate with them, doesn't necessarily need to be the genitals. It's intimate. You know, you could still use some of these poly tools. Monogamous people that don't play with other people but get jealous. hmm could still use some of these tools. They're relationship tools. And, you know, it, it ranges everywhere from, what, journaling to having a joy journal to um, breaking habitual patterns to, God, what else do we talk about? We have 16 of these things. Yeah. Um, surrounding yourself with supportive people that don't tear down your master because, quote, he's making you feel this way because he's not. These are your feelings, right? You yeah. have to work on your feelings. So, and yeah, like you said, we got a three-hour workshop on the, this. And-
0: the reality is we're not going to be able to give you an answer how to get, how do I get over jealousy mm-hmm. over this podcast without knowing who you are. Right. You can attend our sessions, and, and it happens. We actually um, are getting into, if you head over to the eroticwaking.com website, we now have a mentoring page. Right. Specifically so that we can spend more time talking to people and getting to know them, because we can't answer a generic question to somebody we don't know, right? So we're trying to reach out a little stronger in that regards as well, and and you'll see that our little mentoring page is not a not a scam to make money. It's very much it's a Donna based thing. If you, um, it's a generosity based thing. If if money's an issue, then don't worry about it, and we'll charge somebody else double.
1: <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. So that's
0: so, just you know a couple of things you can think about. Right,
1: but but we would have to like you said we would have to get to know the person. What fear is it? I mean, is it a fear that he is Okay, so here was some of my fears mm-hmm. that I had at the beginning, right? Maybe I'm not as great as I think I am and you're going to play with somebody else and you are going to be they're going to be even more vulnerable and you're going to fall for them and not need me anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's a fear. So, you know, that I don't play as well as somebody else does, and therefore you don't need me anymore. You know, or anything like that. So you have to get to know people's fears. So, before you can answer the question. Yep.
0: Apparently, Ginger, the poly puppy, has a view on this, too. And she has jumped up on my lap.
1: Yeah, she was called up onto your lap, and now Apparently, she's licking your arm. her
0: advice is lick. Do a lot of licking. Do All a right, lot of licking. Stop oh. licking each other, Ginger. <laughs> So, uh, again, there's some options for you, and I hope that you can join us at one of our classes sometime. Don't get thrown off by the word polyamory in there. It is about human relationships and relationships. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about the polyamory s- event that you and I are doing in November, uh, Beyond the Love, the Polyamory Summit that we co produce along with Karen,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: is a polyamory event. But it's great relationship advice. I would love some more of our monogamous friends that are just looking for some relationship tools to join us out there.
1: Right, right. It's just I think we concentrate it more in the poly world because everything's exponential. We've got mm-hmm. more partners and different ways of communicating and you know things like that to, to have to worry about different styles with different people. But it is kind of neat that we had a vendor there last year or the year before that was a monogamous vendor. Yeah, and she went to some of the classes yeah. because she was slow during class time because everybody was in classes. And she went to some, and she came come back with a, note full, a notebook full of notes saying, you know, I'm taking this home to my husband. We're monogamous, but this is relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. So, great. It's, and uh, speaking of Beyond the Love, the Polyamory Summit, we will be
0: present uh, picking presenters very soon. Very soon. Next week? I believe it's this Friday coming up. Uh-huh. Okay. So here's that. If you're in the Central Ohio area... If you're not in the central Ohio area, why not? You should move out here. Uh, Monday, we'll be having our introverts gather, which we'll talk about in a moment, as that's part of our theme topic for the night. Mm -hmm. But also, on Friday, we're doing Kinky and Geeky, and we're going to see how that goes, whether people are more interested in the dungeon furniture or the board games and- that would be
1: kind of neat you know what sometimes and let's do that right now i don't think people understand why the space is taking up so much of our time mm-hmm. but um so what's going on monday night monday night we got introvert night. yep tuesday night i'm teaching meditation and then what else do we have some sort of round table yep so switch switch, switch round table. Wednesday night. <laughs> Side note: Switches are normally pretty loud. Yeah, you'll have to make sure
0: you and the meditators have some. I good would like distance. to
1: be in the social room so that I can close that door. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because otherwise I'm in a wide open room with. No, you
0: know. I was thinking conference too.
1: Oops. Anyway, um, go on. Okay, okay. Let's stay so, with the podcast. So anyway, of, night, Again, we go into
0: night. logistics, right. so obviously, with the second job.
1: Uh, Tuesday night, uh, like you said, switch round table, and I'm teaching meditation. Wednesday night is midweek practice in class, which is the old monkey puzzle club, which is where they come for the whole night. And it's a, usually a speaker, and then they do practice. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday night is open sangha. I don't think there's anything opposite that this week. Friday night is kinky and geeky. Um, so what do we have? Any clue? Actually, I have my calendar right here. Um, Saturday is... Oh, Saturday we have the members-only party. Nice. Which is benches and tables. So if you're a member of the space... And, and that is where we're teaching... Aren't we
0: teaching something Saturday? Or is it just... No, 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 you're right. It's just benches and tables. No, we're actually going Free to a play poly, poly
1: picnic. The That's Ohio right. The Ohio poly picnic on Saturday. And then nothing on sunday that's unusual don't tell anybody we have a day off
0: the point being we stay busy at the space there's lots going on
1: oh and like you said you started the new tantra share so next monday is headspace queer roundtable and the tantra share so yeah lots of stuff going on
0: for our uh, listeners that do not live in central ohio too bad.
1: Too bad. <laughs> Look at all that shit you're missing.
0: <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> so, Dawn, uh, we have been going through a list of 100 sexy questions, and you, here you we go. Have those? Yes, okay, I do. Good. Number six. You ready? Sure. Can you touch your clitoris directly, or does that hurt?
1: Can I touch it directly,
0: or does it hurt? Yes. Many women report direct stimulation of the clitoris hurts, and it is recommended that a gentleman or a lady that's touching a clitoris use that little hoodie, to cover and play
1: with the hood instead of the clit directly oh no i like my tits my my tits i love my clit touched so i can absolutely do direct stimulation um as a matter of fact that's how i prefer or that's the easiest way for me to have an orgasm the only time it hurts is after i've had an orgasm and someone keeps going Mm -hmm. so i either have to stop them or work through it a little bit before it becomes pleasurable again
0: what if i dig my little tooth into it (laughs)
1: <laughs> there's some days i like that don't i <laughs> uh
0: i have uh, i cannot touch my clit directly no <laughs> are you well acquainted with your g-spot
1: no actually mine is weird i think i don't know that i have a g-spot you've told me that you feel something different like the way they describe a g-spot mm-hmm. but that's supposed to be pleasurable and if what you're touching is supposed to be my g-spot it's just annoying
0: so, uh, podcast listeners, apparently, the challenge is find Don's G spots. We'll
1: <laughs> toss you a T-shirt
0: if you find it,
1: and touch my clit while you're at it.
0: <laughs> Are hand jobs boring or underrated? Oh, that's for you.
1: Uh, it could be both. Could be I both. Guess, but yeah. let's ask you, hand jobs. Um, it's certainly not
0: boring. I if that's my choices, I'm going to go underrated
1: underrated so you are they more enjoyable than people think they are yeah if my choices oh, yeah, are boring
0: yeah. or underrated i have to say underrated
1: okay so my question is do you like hand jobs
0: yeah i suppose so okay. um normally when i l- have the orgasm i like to be inside you great right. so just being outside and getting a blow job i'm sorry a hand job uh, not bad on occasion, just not my preference.
1: Okay, nothing wrong but with that, but not it. boring. Not, so. fuck no, no, <laughs> no, cool hand job for me. Um, boring, definitely not boring. So, but like you said, not my preference per se, unless it's being done in a naughty way, like in a movie theater. Oh, then it's really not boring.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've ever done you in a movie theater.
1: Uh-uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Experienced it more than once <laughs> do you like having your balls touched oh well, I don't have any so how about you I guess so I don't care
0: really it's not like it's um I don't particularly look for my balls being touched I, don't, I guess I don't like it or dislike it I'm neutral
1: okay because I know when I touch yours I don't really get a positive response right not a negative response not a oh or anything like that so okay do you
0: like having your nipples touched
1: yes no, so nope. you don't, I know you don't like yours touch and mine are kind of funny because I don't like soft touch on my nipples you know how usually guys are taught to go in and graze them because they're so sensitive and to be really soft mm-hmm. no that's annoying for me it doesn't mean dig your, your nails in right away but give it a little bit of pressure so that I know that's what you really want to do is play with my nipples not cop a feel
0: right Okay, If you podcast listeners have any questions for us, things you would like us to answer or tell us your answers (laughs) to these questions, you can contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com
1: or on the dot comment form on our webpage eroticawakening.com or you could
0: get a hold of us via the Twitter like Danny Smite. Dan and Dawn is our Twitter handle. We suck at Twittering though.
1: We do. We kind of read what comes through, but yeah. I think Reverend Danny Smites our only follower through Twitter. I would imagine
0: there might be one or two others. I don't know. <laughs> other ways to contact us as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, link to the newsletter, and other stuff can be found at eroticwakening.com.
1: Nice. We have a new subscriber to our newsletter that we I haven't put out in two months. Who would that be? That is Shy in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, hello, Shy. Ooh, Shy might be an introvert. Though not all introverts are Shy. That's true. And not all Shy people are introverts.
0: Very good. Well said. And we have to get into the talking about the uh, BDSM for introverts. Before we get there, I do want to mention that we have, as you've heard at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the show, this new um, box set that we are selling, we are being assisted by a group Unbound, out of New York. They're helping us to put it together and create these boxes. Anyway, apparently, right off the bat, we're one of their top best-selling peoples. Oh, nice. So they said, hey, guys, why don't we give you an additional discount code so that you can sell even more? Now, as if you've been listening to the podcast for the previous 401 episodes, you know that this is not a business for us, and in the past, we've had a variety of sponsors that have helped pay the bills to keep the podcast free. This is one that's actually going to be the, an opportunity for us to go out for dinner Ooh, if things yay. keep going well. And we want you podcast listeners we like to dinner. we do like <laughs> dinner, Uh be able to save 30 percent off of all the stuff you find on their little website. So head over to box.eroticawakening.com and you'll see the Erotic Awakening box. That's a subscription box you can sign up for, get all kinds of cool shit. Mm-hmm. And use Erotic Awakening thirty for thirty percent off. Ooh, but, nice! But you can even from there, you'll see a variety of menus to shop all of their little stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was checking it out. If you like, you don't want the box, maybe you've already got the box, but you just want to get another Intro to Vibe, or you want one of the other vibrators, or something else they have there. Mm-hmm. You can actually use that same. You can like just from that website, you can start fishing around any product you find use Erotic Awakening 30 and get 30% off of anything that you find on the website oh, nice. I was screwing around and I had big old order and I kept getting 30% off and 30% off it nice. was cool nice uh, we really appreciate it when um, you guys help support the podcast via your financial donations by buying shit and you get a bunch of cool toys as well win win and you could use one of those toys on Dawn to find your G-spot yay then you get a
1: t-shirt as well That would be awesome. So, you know how we talked about Reverend Danny Smite just earlier? Yes, we did. He is our Twitter person. And um, he sent me a tentacle link. So, you had to help me figure out how to get to that, though. Mm -hmm. And this is... See, this is one of those awesome ones. It's a... Black and white, and she's sitting there kind of cross legged, but she's got tentacles wrapped all around her and in her, and it's just, it's hot.
0: Savage Comics, that's from. Ooh. Now, as you know, Dawn, much to my chagrin, or actually not really my chagrin, it's just kind of interesting, I've actually been taking to reading comics lately, and (laughs) by that.
1: I like it because we just sat on the couch. Yes. And you were reading a comic, and I was coloring.
0: This is a strange thing for people <laughs> of our age to be doing, I think. I don't know.
1: It's so much fun. It
0: is kind of fun. I've been reading the... Uh, for those comic geeks out there, I'm reading the Marvel Civil War. Um, okay. And I'm about halfway through. There's about 90 uh, comics overall in the Civil War thing Jake. I'm about halfway through. So if you write us and say... No spoilers, please. Uh but the Savage World, Savage Comics, mm-hmm. is naughty comics, and I—I I was wondering, oh, podcast listeners, Don, you used to read a naughty comic with yes. some fairies getting yes. fucked by spiders. Yes,
1: it was called Bondage Fairies, and I wonder if there's
0: anything out there like that for the comic officiato.
1: I don't know because I only own one. One comic book, the of uh, the Bondage Fairy comic book. We used to have a comic store here in town that kept that had them, mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't exist anymore. So somehow my old ones got lost, but I do have one. And yeah, she the fairy is trapped in a spider web and being fucked by the spider. So it's just it's awesome. But um, I went on eBay looking for them and couldn't find any. Ah. So I don't know if anybody's got any more Bondage Fairy ones or, um, cause you do yours through your iPad. Yeah. Right? So yours are digital. So it would be really cool to have something that I could pull up on my iPad. And you know what's really I'm funny? In... Fucked by a spider. Yes, so if, <laughs> if there
0: are other uh, digital or non-digital naughty ski quality comics out there, mm-hmm. we would like to hear about that. But actually, in reading through the Marvel Civil War, and I can't remember what comic it was, but there was uh, Whiplash... And some other superheroes or villains. I'm not sure if they were good guys or bad guys. But they were all um, dressed in leather and had a whip. And they're like, you remember the one time we went to a party and tied up this one girl?
1: Really? Yeah.
0: So apparently the the comics now are not the comics I used to read. Or maybe that stuff was in there and I so never noticed So these
1: aren't remakes of old comics. These are new comics.
0: No, this series is from 2006.
1: Okay, but I mean, they're not like, um, like Big D has some comics he told me about yesterday, that he's got boxes of comics that have moved around with him over the years. So these, right. These aren't re editions of like those old collector no. comics. No, 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 no. These are still newish. Yeah, these are, these are newly. Wow. No, I mean, yeah. Well, in the last 10 years, but you know what I mean. Like when we're from kids. It's not like. A, a-
0: lot of people um, attribute reading comics with being an introvert.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I
0: don't, but it's a segue.
1: I know a lot of I do know a lot of introverts that read. Is Big D an introvert or an extrovert? Um well because he sat with me out on a patio and let me color and didn't try to entertain me or whatever, I think he's got a lot of introvert in him.
0: So as we start talking about our topic PDSM for introverts, how Mm -hmm. is it what is it that what is the what is it that you would call how do you define introvert and extrovert?
1: Um, introvert, uh, the, the way that I really like to see it defined introvert is that you lose energy by being around people. People are actually taxing to you. You mm-hmm. have to, you can be around people, but for shorter amount of times than extroverts can. And then you have to go off by yourself to recharge. Mm-hmm. Whereas extroverts get fed, Energetically, by being around people, they like being around people. And though they can spend time alone, that's kind of taxing for them. They have to be around people to recharge. Right. So that's kind of the, the, um, Yes, the two realms.
0: Yeah, and and we could go deeper into that and all the IFTGs or I don't know what Mm -hmm. the Meyer Briggs stuff is, but I like that simple, you know, normally what I, if you're an introvert, you probably recharge by being alone. If you're Mm -hmm. an extrovert, you recharge by being around other people.
1: Right. And it's, it's funny because some people are only around me and you. They only hear us on the podcast or they're only around us while we're presenting. Right. So they think we're extroverted. And in reality, most presenters I know are actually introverts. And it's funny because, and then when I explain it, they're like, oh, that makes sense. But as an introvert, we're on stage. We're not really interacting with people. We are presenting to you. Mm -hmm. We may pull you out of the crowd for a little bit, and we may throw some energy at you and expect some back just to keep the energy of the presentation going. And afterwards, we may stay around and talk for like 10 or 15 minutes and still seem energized, and then we go take a nap. Right. And people don't see us disappear. And go take the nap or hide under a table. I've hidden under a pool table before <laughs> after a workshop.
0: <laughs> so, for an introvert who's trying to get involved in the BDSM scene, it can be challenging. Right? I mean, I mean, it, one of the pieces of advice people always give you if you're trying to get involved in the scene is you should go to a munch. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have to get off of your computer and go get involved in things. Right. And and I certainly agree with that. If you want to be involved in the community, if you want to find people to play with. The best way to do that is to, be, is to get out there and find those people. You know, you can hook up with people over Craigslist or whatever. But if you go to a party where there's 40 or 50 or 100 people, you actually get to see how people play. You get to see how they interact. Right. If you want to take classes, you're going to have to get involved in some parties at some point or some, some of this stuff. Um, so what would you say is that key for an introvert that's off to go to their first munch
1: well, it's, it's, hard. it's hard to um, suck up and make that first step sometimes, right? Because one of the qualities of an introvert is usually we're better at the written word than the spoken word. So sometimes we don't like to be put on the spot talking with other people. Mm-hmm. It's small talk, right? So what I personally would recommend is to go with maybe another introvert, you know? go with someone else with you, and that way you can rescue each other if needed. Right. (laughs) You've got someone else to chat with. Um, uh, One thing I highly recommend, though, is that you don't pull out your phone or your iPad while you're at a munch. I have seen people sitting off on the side by themselves with their phones and their iPads because it's where we feel more comfortable instead of interacting with people. Mm -hmm. But people won't interact with you if they think you're busy. Right. So to try to be open and open to conversation. And, you know, you and I actually do that in a very different way. When we go to a munch, Dan is the social butterfly. Dan will go flit from person to person to person. So whereas me, I may say hi to a few people, but then I find a comfortable spot to sit. And I have conversations with the people around me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just different ways of doing it. And I really think it's different shields that we use that people don't know we're using. So for you, with flitting, you don't have to engage much in small talk because you're off to the next person. Right. For me, I don't have to engage much in small talk because I'm sitting long enough that I get into deeper conversations. So it's really it's really kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So what would, you, what would you recommend? Well, you know, we recommend that, as you said, right, if you
0: can find somebody else to go with, one of the things you can do is you can reach out to, normally you can reach out to producers or whoever's running the munch and say, hey, I'm an introvert. Can I meet somebody? Mm-hmm. Is there somebody I can meet at the place, you know, and walk in with? Right. Some of the times you'll find that people actually have this set up to be a a hostess or a greeter. Mm -hmm. That that's their job, right? Right. Um, Recognizing that an introvert doesn't mean that you're going to be shy necessarily, but getting you in the door to start with, right? A lot of it is recognizing um, just that it's okay to be an introvert, that there's nothing wrong with being an introvert, right? Um, And some
1: people forget that. And some people think introvert, and they think antisocial. And it's not that introverts are antisocial. Anybody can be antisocial, right? It's not just an introvert thing. But um, it's not that introverts are antisocial, it's just that we communicate differently. We Mm -hmm. interact differently with people. So... Yeah, I like the whole idea of going with somebody else. But I know some introverts have done just fine walking through that fear and walking in that door themselves. They may not stay long, right? Mm-hmm. But they do make that attempt. Because uh, some people, if someone asks me, if someone contacts me online and says, Hey, I think you're cute. I'd really like to play with you. Can we meet? Mm-hmm. My first response is, oh, what groups in town do you belong to? Right? So if you're an introvert and you're not getting out there and being part of the groups and no one can vet you, it's going to be harder for you to find people sure. to play with. So even if you just get out for a little bit and become known to a few people, it, it does get easier and easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I are not big munch goers right. at this point. We, no, used we, to used
0: to to, we used to hit the moral munch all the time.
1: Right. So in L.A. I munch every now and then. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that was so that we could meet people and people could meet us. So, specifically what it was for. And we would put some time in and then leave and yep. go home and do our things separately. Right. <laughs> so, some of the things we could
0: recommend is um, when you do, if you're going to go out being an introvert, display enthusiasm when you can. Mm-hmm. If you're in a group activity, try and have. Try and look like you're having fun, and it, right. it may even be a fake it till you make it sort of thing, but if you are in, appear to be enjoying yourself, people will be a little more likely to engage and assume that you're having fun and not try and push you along.
1: And, and that can be a challenge sometimes because sometimes introverts are watchers, right? So, like, I'm watching people all the time. I feel like I'm interacting with them because I'm paying attention to them. I'm listening to their stories. And, what, and then it's only later that I realize I haven't really interacted. And they probably didn't even have a clue that I was having a good time. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I, I was watching instead of participating. Right.
0: Another piece of advice we recommend is that you develop an elevator speech. Mm-hmm. And the idea of an elevator speech is if you suddenly found yourself in the... And it's it's just a business thing, right? If you found yourself in the elevator and the CEO walks in and they say, what do you do? You know, that you can give yourself, you can pitch yourself in about 15 seconds right. you know, or one paragraph. So in this case, um, having a practice, you know, when somebody says, oh, hey, I haven't seen you here before. What's going on? You know, what, what are you about? You know, to be able to say, oh, have a practiced sort of here's my little intro spiel. Right. So that. Instead of the, well, you know, I'm just kind of like hanging out here for the first time. You know, give somebody. If you give them, I'm new to the scene. I thought I'd come out and check it out. I've been reading a lot of erotica or I just saw the Fifty Shades movie and I really resonate with this thing. But I don't really feel like that's really well represented. So I thought I'd come out here and check it out. This gives the other people the opportunity to actually involve you in in a conversation that you actually care about. That's not the weather. Right. Right. Which is, of course, you know, as an introvert, if you want to talk to me about something that's really actually interesting to you or to me, that's great. I'm much more likely to be able to easily engage than if you were like banal conversations. Mm-hmm. Another piece of advice that we have is bring, when appropriate, bring props. Now, at a munch, you may not bring a prop with you, or you might. It may or may not be appropriate. But at a event like a monkey pol- uh midweek practice group right you could bring your favorite rope with you mm-hmm. or you could bring if you happen to have um you know toys or something bring your favorite toy with you it's a prop that allows you to have a conversation around it right that can be very you know if you've brought some jute rope the other rope people are going to come over there and say oh hey, you've got jute rope let's talk about that right and it mm-hmm. helps you to engage those people um it's just a little, a little trick to help engage.
1: Great. And if you want to initiate um, conversation, um, I, I'm also going to throw this out there for people to help introverts start conversations, is... Look at people's tattoos. Look at people's jewelry. Look at people... You know, if if I see someone wearing a a beautiful necklace, I'll comment on that necklace. Mm -hmm. I try to make sure I wear something that's commentable upon, right? Like my amber necklace or something. So so people have something that they see about me that's different that they can start a conversation with. So tattoos are wonderful to start a conversation with. Um, If someone's wearing a collar... You could ask about the collar, So, you know, anything like that that stands out. So you actually have an app.
0: Oh, conversation starters, starters, yes.
1: But the, the whole idea that you have an app is the conversation starter. Have you noticed that? Right. So because you're like, you know, someone's talking about how they, they don't uh, interact with people well. You're like, well, I have an app for that. Mm-hmm. And that's your conversation starter, regardless of what question pops up. On your app,
0: and and for people that are interested, the app is Chatham's C H A T O M S. I happen to have the free version of it, so okay. it's Adams with a C H in front of
1: it. So nice, Chatham's. Chatham's. I like that.
0: So when I'm in a introvert or a place where somebody wants, is trying to make conversation with me, I can press this little button and say, "Hey, what is the best job you've ever had?" That's the one that just popped up. Mm-hmm. So you're right; that that could be a valuable trick. It
1: could be so. But like I said, I just like the fact that you have an app because then the conversation isn't about the question that pops up. It becomes (sighs) about the app.
0: And as much as I know, as you know, I'm tired of talking about it. And I'm sure that 5% of our audience is tired of talking about it. Apparently, this Pokemon Go is the greatest introvert tool ever created.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it is.
0: As we were in Chicago, yes, you were striking up conversations, conversations with, with people strangers. with strangers, saying, "Oh, there's in a-
1: Chinatown."
0: Yes, there's <laughs> a weasel over there, or whatever the hell they are.
1: Right, right. So, but my sons are introverts, and yesterday I got to spend time with my sons and my my newest soon-to-be daughter-in-law. Who and we all stood out there and we're talking Pokemon, right? The older boy's trying to get the younger boy to come to downtown their little small town because there's seventeen pokey stops, right right So now they're going to spend time together going around to these pokey stops, and you know it's just great it, it's mm-hmm. i I like it, Of course, you can go overboard with anything, but it, it's just neat to strike up conversations that way that I wouldn't usually strike up conversations with people. Yep. The same thing happened at the Polly Munch last Wednesday night. Right. The some of the some people went outside to smoke, and then some of the younger ones um, all pulled out their their iPhone their phones to check to see if the servers were back up. And I flipped my phone over and said, "Nope, it's not back up." And now all of a sudden, I've got five people that I'm talking with because they're like, "You play Pokemon?" Right. <laughs> so they they're clueless that a forty nine year old can go play Pokemon.
0: <laughs> Apparently, I don't know. So have you figured out? By the way, is it a big deal that? Uh, two minutes into you downloading and starting to play, the very first Pokemon you ever captured was a Pikachu. Is that even a big deal, or are they pretty it's common? It's supposed
1: to be a big deal, and it's not common, but he's now my lowest character. I haven't been able to evolve him because I haven't found any more. Oh. So, but I've been told to keep him because he evolves pretty big, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll I have no see. clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> So uh, last I piece got Big D roped into it. I, I got saw first that. I got his wife roped into well, it. Well here's the funny thing is. The
0: two of us. I was <laughs> the first one to download the app. I showed you and Karen, you did. here's how it works. And then probably lost like, interest.
1: What? what? And you did. You're like, here's a poke stop, look, there's a thingy over there. And I'm like, How do you know there's a thingy over there? Well look here on the app and I'm like, that makes no sense. So when did I download it? I don't even remember.
0: I believe it was when we were filming the polyamory documentary we were trying to do game night or something. I don't know.
1: I don't know, no, I mean because I didn't download it till we went to we were on our way to Chicago, but oh, because my boss plays ah so and now we're on the same color teams So now we have <laughs> something in common, so that's that's working well for me.
0: <laughs> it is bizarre to be in the chinatown and and people say. You know, you you hit level five and right. they're like, well, now I guess I can join a team. And like half the people in this booth were <laughs> red team, and the other half team. was blue team. And they're all like, no, yellow team. No, yeah, don't which one did yellow. you join? Yellow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there you go. BDSM. Yes. Up. <laughs> so there's BDSM for introverts. Um, again, Monday, this Monday coming up, we have a little introvert gathers and look in your hometown at Meetup, you may have introvert gathers they're not kinky, but they are gathers for introverts
1: yeah yeah I've seen didn't Chicago have one
0: I believe yes do Perso- a yes, yes. huge
1: meetup, one huge meetup com yep. and yeah there's an introvert introvert meetup so and it's just kind of neat I mean so Monday night uh, I don't know that I can make it, but um so Monday night there there could be anywhere from ten to twenty five people show up right yep. you've had one that's twenty five one that's like ten. They bring their own stuff to do. So maybe it's board games, crocheting, knitting. Uh, hell, I don't know. What what else can you do? You, coloring. Um, uh, just their computers to work on the mm-hmm. computers, books, comic books. And then you have these little cards that say something like conversation welcome, conversation not welcome. You've got one room where there's the board games and it's a little louder. You've got the other room that's a little quieter. And then you got the third room where there's no talking allowed at all. And people can shift to which room they want to be in. So it's not that we're antisocial. We like to be around people. We just don't always like to talk to them. Some of us (laughs) like to be around people.
0: There's times where I don't like to be around people as well.
1: True, true. But you know what? You and I do really well just sitting in the living room being side by side. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we don't feel like we have to entertain each other. I'm coloring You're reading a comic book or something like that. Over the weekend... um, I was coloring and Big D was going through his Facebook, you know, or mm-hmm. just, just chilling and did not feel like we needed to entertain each other. So I I like that. That's one of the first tests you give to a slave. Yeah. That's interested in, in serving you or being with us is can they sit with us in the same room and not have to constantly be talking or feeling like they need to be entertained or entertain us? Mm-hmm. Can they just sit still and be and do what they do? Yep. So the, uh, Challenging last. for some. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and the last piece for the introverts is, again, we want to reiterate, being an introvert is not a disease. It is uh-huh. not broken. There's nothing that you need to fix. It just is a thing, which you may or may not be. And it's perfectly okay.
1: Indeed. We talk about that a lot. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.